Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, it's Mike Hawk. Want more Men's Room content? Follow the Men's Room page of the Odyssey app and check out my live stream, A Moment with Mike Hawk and Nothing in Particular with Steve the Thrill Hill. Going live Thursdays and Fridays at 1, exclusively on the Men's Room page of the Odyssey app. 99.9 KISW. We return to the men's room with Miles and Thrill. Yes, one second. It's the Green Day coming up. The secret word will be a 420. Are you sure? 420. Yeah. And when you hear that secret word, text it to 206-803-ROCK. In the meantime, our question, what old school thing do you still use, own, or do? Hello, Kenny. Welcome to the men's room. Hola, bitches. Hola. Hola. Happy 4,000. I listen every day. You guys are freaking awesome. Well, thank, thank you, man. Appreciate that. And we're on 4,002 now, Kenny. It's old news, brother. Well, <laughs> so here's my deal. Number one, I'm like 12 years older than both Steve and Miles. So I got a lot of kind of crap that I kind of hold on to. <laughs> I use stamps. Yes, I do. All right. But the reason I was calling, I am big time still into physical media. So like a home theater system? Newspapers? No, no, no. I still buy CDs. I still buy um, DVDs. I'm not into the streaming stuff. But the reason I'm calling is you guys were, I think it was last week, you were talking like, like the sound bar is so much, you know, makes your watching TV experience so much better. Sure. I've got a huge home theater system that if it doesn't blow my hair back when I'm watching a movie, I'm not enjoying it. You know what I'm saying? Now, is it hard for you to find any replacement stuff for that or something goes south? No. Really? So it's still readily available. I just, I'm thinking of all the people I know right now, if I go to their home, they don't have that. And I mean, that could be my parents, my friends, you name it. I just, I can't remember the last time I walked into someone's house and saw like a home theater mm. system. Is it an analog uh, receiver tuner? It's digital. Okay, yeah. so you could still do a, a partial surround, like maybe a four, or do you just put everything on the front I've and just a, blow it out? I've got a, a 7.1 in my house currently. I've... My subwoofer is the size of a small refrigerator. <laughs> the first time I plugged it in, I blew a clock off the wall before I calibrated everything. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, that's got to be a cool movie experience are when you, you do have a movie night. Now, are you married or dating anyone? 
I've been married for 31 years. And what does your wife think of it? Because there's certain things that I collect that my wife just accepts that I do it, even though she's not particularly impressed. So is she cool she's, with this, or is it just like whatever? She's not a big fan. When she's out of town is when I when I let the dog run. You know what I'm saying? I, I feel it. That's when I eat Indian food. I mean, it's, certain things are not going to happen. When you're with the search, like my wife does not like Indian food. So when we're together, I never get Indian food. If she goes out of town, the first thing I do, get freaking Indian food. There you go. Yeah, you're lucky. Is that in your living room, or do you have a den slash basement area that you do this? Well, that's where it got. We our last house we lived in for eighteen and a half years, and I had a, a dedicated area, and then we sold the house when the kids grew up and moved into a spot into a spot with a smaller living room and so now i've got it just in the living room so oh see, that's what, impressive. what about like newer like movies and stuff sorry did, did i miss that like how do you watch newer movies i buy the dvds or the blu-rays or i mean you know occasionally i'll, I'll find something and i'll stream it but most of the time if it's a movie i really really like i'll just all right. I just didn't know if they still make it. No, I'm right there. Yeah, exactly. Honest like, to God, I did not know if he, they okay, still produce. Let's just assume you have a granddaughter, and they and they and they put out Barbie. Uh, can you go and physically find a copy of Barbie on DVD? I bet you can. Okay, I didn't know that. I, I thought that was yeah, kind honestly, of, yeah, like know. what Ted said. I thought that was uh, just a thing of the past. But I'm not in. The, I'm not shopping for DVD. Uh, Seems like you can find anything online. So just type that in. You can go to Target. Twenty three bucks. Really? Mm -hmm. I'll be darned. That's See, I, you know, and it's DVD, not Blu-ray or digital yeah, or anything yeah. like that. That's legit DVD. Huh. All right. Yeah, yeah I, I just really didn't think they did it. No. Yeah, I really, I did not know. DVDs doesn't shock me as much as the fact they still mm -hmm. produce CDs. Uh, a couple of the 16 useless uh, things, uh, whether they're skills or things that you're holding on to as far as what you can do. We've covered a couple of them. Reading a map. Mm -hmm. You can read a map. Yep. Uh, driving a stick shift. I'm still able to drive a stick mm -hmm. shift. That's yep. how I, I learned. Man. I could, but it has been years. Oh, I, I bet it would be a struggle. I would uh, like if you had a car with a stick shift in it. I don't know that you want me driving it. Yeah, right. It's kind of like riding a bike. But you do so have to too. fall off the bike real quick. Yeah. All right. I just, right. I just picture me just grinding, grinding out somebody's yeah. clutch. Oh. We talked about writing in cursive. That's one traditional grammar. We were talking about this the other day in the office with a couple of our coworkers as far as just texting goes and how. You know, you use punctuation and two spaces before the beginning of a They told sentence. me I was weird. I said, well, it's not weird. I'm just kind of old school. And then the other person chimed in and said, no, dude, that's weird. I said, it's weird, like, to use punctuation and, and space. Mm -hmm. And they were like, yeah, it's weird. Like, I didn't know. Sewing, either by hand or with a sewing machine. Using a landline phone. We've been over that one today. How about this one? Using a card catalog. Uh, basically, like the libraries used to have, as far as organizing whether it is recipes or whether oh uh, right 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 things that you own that you have a collection of. Just to aren't you glad you learned the Dewey Decimal System? I am. Thanks. Yeah. Well, Why? The, well, the, the dumbass. What? Now you just walk in, go to a computer at the library, right. punch in the title of the book you want. What so does it go up to? Seven hundred, eight hundred. What, what was the top number? I on don't remember. I just I remember know. that the library at my university that they built. They built it specifically for that system. And every floor was 0 to 100. Right. You know, 100 to 200. So when you went, you just went to the Dewey, uh, you went to the, uh, whatever the hell it is, the card catalog file, and then you found the floor. Right. And then you went up to that floor. But that doesn't mean that's where all your books were. You might have one of the 300, you might have one of the 500. Also, no elevator. So, oh God. you know, like it was just, uh, you're like, oh, man, it's on the eighth floor. <laughs> uh, balancing a checkbook. I don't balance a checkbook, but I'm guilty of still writing checks. 
I would if my wife would let me. She's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm just writing a check. She's like, give this to me. Mm-hmm. And she goes on the computer or her phone. She's like, it is done. It is taken care of. I mean, unless it's something, spe- like I still have checks. I still have envelopes and stamps. But it, it's got to be, for some reason, I'm specifically writing a check. Yep. Yeah, we actually, I didn't realize that we had not had checks in the house for like seven years or something. Right? I guess she deals with all that crap. So the mail delivers a new checkbook. I'm like, I don't we've run out of checks. She goes, it's not that. We needed... You needed a check for something we're doing with our taxes. Okay. So they physically had to see a check. And I'm like, you so we ordered, and the only check that we've used out of that checkbook is specifically mm-hmm. to do taxes. Changing your own oil. I know for a fact that I cannot do that with the car that I have. <laughs> there is no way in hell that I, I would, I would, I would be afraid that I would damage the car. Yeah. 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 And that's the last thing I want to do is tear up the motor of the car that I have. I probably could with mine. It's an 07. Yeah. You could probably still get yeah, in there. Yep. Uh, finding dates in person. What do you mean? As oh. far as going out with someone. Maybe you meet them. Oh, in, oh, in oh, oh, yeah. Or meeting a person a, a, in or, person before you've met them online. Kind of Correct. Finding dates in person. Ironing your clothes. A lot of people have figured out that their <laughs> irons do not spark joy and have tossed them to the curb. That would be me. I was going to say, we were talking about that yesterday. Uh, writing letters. Oh, Mike, you still iron? Uh, well, yeah, I travel for my auctions. Oh, right. so, you have auctions uh, and so, so I got all my stuff. Like, I don't have an actual garment bag. I just I shove it all in my suitcase. And the hotels tend to have an ironing board. That's where I do my ironing. I do have an iron at, at the house, but for the most part, you can do that little spritz it down, throw it in the dryer Bam. real quick, and yep. all the wrinkles are out. Mike, I swear to God, I just got this gift uh, a month and a half ago, two months. The steamer. No, it's a bag that unzips all the way, and then it rolls out, and there yeah. is actually a place that you can put your clothes in there. Yeah, it's a garment bag. It's a garment bag, but it's a duffel bag. Yeah. So the garment bag is inside the duffel bag, so the way that the, the damn thing works, you can, like, stick them yeah. down in there. And yeah. Right, right. You put the thing back together, and it's all I will under. say, the, the most ironing I ever see nowadays is always in hotels. Oh, yeah. Because sure. of what you're talking about. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. You, there's you're one going there somewhere important. Right. Maintaining a resume I, shows up on the list. I don't think I've ever had a resume. Ever. I mean, I have one on LinkedIn. Yeah. I've never... Yeah. Because when I worked in restaurants, it was just wherever you worked before. Right. right. Yep. You tell them. And, and, they, and then the radio, they don't care. Well, at least on the air. I don't know about sales and all that, but mm-hmm. they just want to hear a tape. I haven't had a resume since 1992. Damn. Yeah. 93. Somewhere in there. I couldn't even tell you what the dates are. I I, I yeah, if I had to think back now, back, I, did, I don't job? know. When did I quit? When I started? I, I don't know. Uh, driving a car, believe it or not. They say a lot of people wow. just uh, take public transportation and uh, Uber. Using a dictionary. Mm-hmm. Don't need to do that anymore if you've, if you've got Google. And using a compass. So orienteering of any nature at all is uh, included on the list. So what old school thing do you still use, own, or do? 206-803-RIDE. Right, I got to ask, because I know you got one in, in Boy Scouts. Like, like, do I need to take a class? Like, I know how the compass works. Like, can I figure out where north is and figure it out from there? You should be able to pretty easily, yes. You right. should be able yes. to, yes. Because basically, you point the map north to where the compass is, and you begin your orienteering process that way. Okay. Directionally speaking. Yes, I never took, like, I was never in Boy Scouts. I didn't think I had a class on it, but I'm pretty sure, like, <laughs> it points to north. Because I use mine on my phone all the time. Just like, sure. All right. That's just kind of fun at? to do, yeah. yeah. And uh, that's pretty much what you do. It just there's an actual physical map, so then you figure out which way the map should be going, and then... Then you figure out the rest. Of them. See, we're hearing from the Boy Scouts, all right? So I did right. take the time. I pulled up all there. So to be an Eagle Scout, you have to have at least how many? 26? Seven. Seven. You have to have at least 27, Mike. You have 30. 
Miles, you have, have 27. 27. Yeah, 27. Now, they have 139 merit badges yeah. that you can get in the Boy Scouts. And since you guys are talking about orienteering, I figured this. Now, I have both of them highlight where you guys have gotten your merit badges. So, one merit badge you got to share, archery. Archery. Yeah. When's the last time you shot a bow and arrow? I used to have a whitetail hunter. Yeah, and then I moved up to a Darton, so probably... I, th- I think it was when 19. I went, Yeah, when I went to a Ren Fair like 10 years ago. All right, Mike, based on this, you have your merit badge in art. How yes. does that come in handy for you? Uh, you know what? I do some very artistic things when it comes to the show, the different memes that I that I make for this. Okay, show and all right. All right. Okay. Okay. Good answer. Good answer. Uh, that is a, that good is answer. a very good, good answer. answer. Good answer. Good answer. Show right. me art. Now, <laughs> these next two are miles, and they both make sense. Athletics. All right. Yeah. You got backpacking, which as a Boy mm-hmm. Scout, I would think makes sense. I sure. noticed that Mike does not have the backpacking merit badge, but whatever. But Well, it's a good area to do it. But you know what Mike does have that you don't have? Basketry. You damn straight. Now, dude, honestly, I did not God. go for that one. Basketry. So here's the thing. Uh-huh. Is when you make Eagle Scout, Eagle Scout is not actually... Where, where the level ups, if you will, stop in the world of Boy Scouts. There's what they call palms. They're different. Uh, they're, they, they look like feathers, and they're little badges that you get to put on your Eagle Scout pin right there. Right? Okay. All and right. it starts with, like, bronze, then it goes silver, and then you get gold. And you need, honestly, you just need to get five merit badges and then turn it all in and then get your council review and all that stuff. I have the bronze one, and I had all the requirements needed for the silver one. I just never actually got the review or, or all, and stuff like that. So I actually have more than 30 badges. It's just my mom never sewed them on my, on my sash. <laughs> oh, well, the, okay. Damn. But uh, uh, you guys both got camping. Miles camping. got canoeing and chess. I used to teach canoeing. Uh, let's see. Both of you have citizenship and community, citizenship and nation, citizenship and world. That's required for Th- those. Were, yeah, exactly. That's that's the reason. That's why you both. Okay. Same, with, same with personal. What finance. about coin collecting? Because you both did coin. You get a merit badge for coin well, collecting. I, at the time, I collected coins. And I'm just so saying. it was it was easy. Here's a useful one: cooking. That's our friend Mike. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Emergency preparedness, not yep, bad. Environmental science, not bad. Environmental science also required. Yep. Mike, why do you have fingerprinting? When does that come in handy? Because, like I said, you just needed to get those five <laughs> merit badges. And again, I was an Eagle Scout when I was taking these easy ones. Now, when when we were starting in scouting, all my friends did that like their first year. Got so all that the, they, the stupid ones, right? Knock out the the little easy yep. ones that take you maybe half a you know a couple hours to knock out and get them done. Now that I'm an Eagle Scout, it's like here come the palms. Let's okay, go, baby. I got yeah. you. Yeah. Both of you guys got first aid. Miles did That's fish another, and wildlife another, management. Another required yep. fly fishing for our friend Mike. Uh, one of my uh, one of my auctioneer buddies actually got me got me out there. He was. He was a friend of my dad's, and he took me out fly fishing, and he got he got signed up to be an official, like, uh, actual uh, uh, merit badge counselor, if you will. Okay. You actually do need to get a certified counselor to teach you these things and to verify that you've done all these things. How and did fill you out do the fly fishing? Uh, that's, he, he actually signed up. He liked to go fly fishing, and then my, my dad talked to him about signing up, and then he became the instructor. Hey, you know what? Are you that, any good at that it? Is not no. easy. That is not easy. <laughs> No, it's that not. Because my buddy does it. He teaches. He, he he does a thing in Montana where he takes people out on the tour guides and all that stuff. And, mm-hmm. and there's a difference between riverbank fishing, uh, where you're where everything's in front of you, yeah, or if you're out in the stream or the river, exactly. and you have full motion behind you and in, in front of you. It is. It is harder. How do you than, know? You didn't get the merit badge for fly fishing, according to my color coded chart. Yeah, harder, Mike did. I, I don't have the merit badge. No, you don't. But I've been fly fishing a number of times. It's it's harder than you think. I to be accurate. I right? have not you know, been fly drop, fishing since I got the badge. To drop one in a hole. How about you forestry? Yep. I have that. Yeah. Geology. I have that. Hiking. 
I have that. Now, Mike, you're from Ian and Claw, so this one just plays into it. Horsemanship. Yeah. I'm going to leave it alone. <laughs> we went to one summer camp that they, they had horses there at the summer camp. Uh-huh. It's one of those where they, you, you went to these places that was like, okay, you can only get horsemanship at this at this camp. So if you guys want that one, get on that one. And I was just like, go for the exclusive ones. I, there, there's another one on there that was exclusive to one that was down around the Portland area or, or rather over over on the uh, the coast, Camp Merriweather. They, only had the, they were the only one that had the ocean, uh, yeah, oceanography. 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 Uh, let's see. Miles got kayaking. Both of you got leather work and life saving. I enjoyed leather working, actually. Well, you know what? Mike enjoyed it so much, he also did metal work. Correct. And the oceanography. Work. And orienteering. Yeah, I did orienteering. Yeah. Mike also did painting. Yep. Both of you did personal fitness, personal management. Uh, those are eagle That's required. a requirement. Yeah. Uh, Miles, you did pottery. I did do pottery. I like pottery. Okay. Man. Just saying, man. man. It's just, yeah. As far as things you know, the you're probably were fun. not. Look, All I'm right. not disputing that these things were enjoyable to do. What I'm saying is in line with the question, how many of these things All right. are you okay, still listen, doing? Listen, but you know what? It explores hobbies that okay. you can get into. I also I also I also taught at Boy Scout Camp for three months every summer for four years. Nice. Now the woman who taught pottery was hotter than hell. Oh okay. say no more. Okay. And I'm like, hey, I'm we're with just a bunch of dudes and kids. Yeah. If I can take pottery, I loved it. I actually, I still had some of it. My mom, I think, still has one thing I made. From nice. Me. I wouldn't mind trying to learn that now. How about railroading? Cool. Yeah. I did got not the merit it. badge in railroading. No. Nope. Learn how trains move passengers and freight. Uh, you both did rifle shooting. Mm-hmm. Miles did rowing. Miles I did safety. Rowing. I did not teach safety. Ted, however, or uh, Mike, however, did shotgun shooting. Okay, so now, now there's something to that, because I got rifle shooting and shotgun shooting in the exact same year, because much like our friend Miles, the gal that was running the shooting range <laughs> was hot <laughs> as hell, and I hung out with her a lot. And don't, and don't talk, hey look, shooting clay pigeons is a great way to spend it's fun. It's oh, man, it's so awesome. fun, dude. It awesome. We had an Annie Oakley out there, that was, was a great time. spring lunar to train pole! Right, boom. <laughs> How about signs, signals, and codes? I, I know that. that's you, Miles, because that's something you're, you're just like interested flags? in anyway. Uh, semaphore. Semaphore. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, and sign language and all this. Small boat sailing. Good boy, that. Miles. Yeah. Good boy. This is where Miles got all the ladies stamp collecting. Both I of, collected stamps. Both of you guys did swimming. Uh, uh, that was required. Mike did weather, meteorology, etc., yep. etc. That's cool. I'd, that'd be interesting. Miles did wilderness survival, which explains your magic bag to nice. uh, ward off any kind of, of creatures that uh-huh. might attack uh-huh. you. Mike also did wood carving, and then, Miles, you did woodwork. Well, the Wilderness Survival, you had to spend one night in your own self-made lean-to. Okay. Oh, nice. So there was a lot more to that. Yeah. That, that, one, that one took a little bit of, uh, of planning as far as uh, just you know mentally getting ready to go out there and do that. Right. How many of these skills do you think would come back to you in a time of need, right? A lot. If, if I said, a lot. Mike, Plenty. we need a basket. Like, could you... First aid, especially. Well, you give me the reeds and I can get it I'll done. I'll get you man. the reeds. Yeah. You I can, can make a basket. I can make us a basket. Okay. I can make always done, just man. feel idiot. Like, when you get into a canoe or a ca- double kayak with someone who doesn't know what they're doing. Yeah. And I'm like, J-Stroke, J-Stroke, pull. <laughs> and they're looking at me. I'm like, J-Stroke. And they're like, what, what is What's that? What is that? Yeah. the J-Stroke. And also, by the way, all the people that are giving me crap because I, you know, I didn't sew on my own badges. That's that's not like a requirement. You were not somebody's pointing out. Why didn't you just get the merit badge of sewing and sew your own damn merit badge or Because sewing's for girls. <laughs> and much like Not the, like basketry. And much <laughs> like the pine, the, what was it, the pine? But he lived at home when he was a teenager, and, folks. And, yeah, right. Geez. And much like the pine box derby, right, Mike? Was uh, that pine was? wood. Pine wood derby. Yeah. Okay, some mothers could sew on the, the badges correctly. Oh, no. Some kids just come in all ratty, like crap falling <laughs> exactly, off. Exactly, dude. Like ass, you know. I, I mean, want really. it to look good. What uh, what old school thing do you still use, own, or do? 206-803-ROCK. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. 
Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. 99.9 KISW. The Men's Room returns with Miles and Thrill. Public Church Daily coming up. We're going to sit and spend. We've got the 10 most hated songs in rock. But in the meantime... Our question, what old school thing do you still use, own, or do? 206-803-ROCK. And here's a, a warm text for you, uh, Miles. You know, we are just talking about you and Mike having been Boy Scouts. Between yeah. the two of you, 57 mm. merit badges. And you say what you want, kind of impressive. And somebody here says, Boy Scouts made me a better person. It gave me a place to function as I was and encouraged me to be more than I was. Only made it to first class scout before I was kicked out for using the phones at the church where we met for 1-900 phone sex to the tune of several hundred dollars. I was 13 and shared the number with my own Hawk Patrol. Said it was free, but it wasn't. Ah, the Boy Scouts. Yes. That's a glowing endorsement right there. Hello, Justin. Welcome to the men's room. Hola, gentlemen. Hola. So the, the old thing that I like to do the most, honestly, is classic uh, computer and console gaming. Anywhere from like Atari 2600. Uh, I still have a PC that's dedicated to DOS, so I can run games like Dune, Castle Wolfenstein. Um, and then uh, another odd thing that I have is I have a wooden globe that I still use, but it's mostly because that is my, that is my, uh, liquor cabinet. Aha. Uh-huh. Okay. So uh-huh. not using okay. it as a boat, but use it as a liquor cabinet. Do you have a, um, do you have a ColecoVision? So I know I don't have the consoles per, uh, per se, but what I do do is Uh-oh. emulating the original hardware and being able to play classic games. So Actually, I was the one that emailed Thrill, I think, last year about making an arcade cabinet. Yeah, email me again, man, because I'm getting a real hair up my what, ass uh, about that. What is, the, what, what is the more expensive to buy? Is it the tabletop unit or the stand-up unit in those? So for, so for those, you can get into tabletop, like like, like the bar style, very cheap. Uh, you can get kits on it online for as little as between like $500 and then source your own like uh, main boards and all of that to actually run the games. There's or no possible way I can pull that off. 
And then, then there's what I'm doing is I have a router, or a CNC router at work that I'm just going to take a sheet of MDF and and design my own cabinet and just cut it out of a $100 sheet of, of MDF. Wow. That's very cool. I mean, if I could cool. do that, I would have already Trust done me, that. I'd also so, have a pinball machine. There's a bunch of stuff like that that I I've would. I've debated it. I, I was, I mean, I'm really getting excited about the idea of the stand-up arcade game, but I want, like, multiple games on there. So even when I look online, it gets real pricey real quick, which mm-hmm. is why it hasn't happened. So my wife keeps just saying, like, well, I just want Miss Pac-Man. I'm like, I know, but I don't love Miss Pac-Man. I don't mind if we get something that also has Miss Pac-Man, but I got to play the crap I want to play, too. You know what oh, I mean? Well, I got a ball I mean, stuck I think this the... day and age, unless you're getting a few of them, then you've got to get one that has a bunch of games on mm-hmm. it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, got a, I got a ball stuck in a machine at Attaball in Fremont. All right. All right. So it was just down on a hole and it was stuck. It was like, dun, 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 dun. The guy comes and he lifts up the inside of a pinball machine. It looked like a Rube Goldberg. I mean, it was yeah, amazing. just all the crazy the technology that went into the engineering that went into the idea of you playing this game on the underneath side. You're like, wow, man, it's like lifting up the hood on a car. It's like, right. You cannot believe all the mechanisms and all the different things that are all, you know, just manual and, you know, work on a Just so you can have flippers. Right. Yeah. And balls can pop in the air and all the rest crazy. of this crap. It's pretty cool. My uncle used to have a pinball machine. We'd see him like twice a year. But anytime we went there, that is all we did all day. My cousins, they hated it because they were over it. Yeah. Like, they, they had they it every day. So then it, but once me and my brother showed up, like, oh, dude, we're playing pinball. Mm-hmm. The Cleopatra. Yeah, yeah, my neighbor across the street, They had he had a Miss Pac-Man. Oh, did he? Yeah. I had Gilligan's Island growing up. Pinball? In the garage, yep. Really? Yeah. Man, I was jealous of anyone that had a pinball machine. Mm-hmm. I still am. You know what, you're I right. I don't even like pinballs. <laughs> But I'm jealous of people that have those Here's machines. the only thing you need to know. You got you got to unplug the damn thing when you're done. They absolutely drain the living hell. My uncle informed us of that. Uh, uh, out of your electric bit. Yes. Quite a bit. Yeah, you got to turn that bad boy off. Steven, unplug the goddamn pinball machine if you're not playing. I'm sorry. What, uh, what old school thing do you still <laughs> use, own, or do? 206-803-ROCK. I heard those words many, I many was going to say, and I, yeah, I can imagine he's probably said it. Every time. Yeah. God damn it, man. Just, just unplug it when you're done. You know when you're done playing. Just reach the same with a video game. I know. I then know. I come back and play later. I know. <laughs> I mean, look, I did, that's the thing. It's like, right, I can see why your uncle was so pissed. I also get why kids would be like, eh. I'd also like one of those plastic dart games. Plastic dart. Where you're, where that keeps the score. And soft sticks, tip? Yeah, kind of a soft oh, yeah, tip yeah, thing yeah, where yeah. it goes into a like, bunch of little yeah. holes. And then it, but it, yeah. You want one of those? Man, check I, out I Costco. Cool. My buddy, he uh, it's the stupidest thing. It is like an axe-throwing target, but it's from Costco, so it's that same kind of plastic mm-hmm. dart technology. Every time I go to his house, man, it is impossible not to pick up those axes and start throwing to that thing. Ted, side note about uh, kids leaving video games on because I might come back and play later. Yeah. My sisters and I, we actually burned a design into a TV downstairs oh. because we left it on pause. Really? You go to dinner one night, you know, you, dinner's ready, we all run upstairs, and then it just got left on for like a weekend. How bad? What was your parents' reaction to this? Dad never saw it. Dad didn't go downstairs. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> that was me and my brother. That was kind of the same thing we had, was that like we had video games. Like he had an Atari I was pretty young, but I remember playing it. But when we got that Nintendo, it was like, you never plug this into, like, the, the real TV we watch. Like, uh, okay. okay. But, yeah, back then, you literally could, yeah, burn images into your oh, TV. Yeah. Ah, the good old days. Hello, Craig. Welcome to the men's room. Hola, gentlemen. Hola. Hola. So, I've been listening to the show since 77, and I've seen every change in carpentry and landscape tools. And the one thing that I will never, ever not take out of my toolbox is a string line level. A string line level. 
Yeah, you put it on the string. Let's say you run uh, 20 foot from A to B, tighten it up, you get level. Then you say you need to fall for a quarter inch per four feet. That dropped you a, an inch and a quarter. Drop that on the other end. You've got your perfect line. Now take your laser level and try to do the same thing. You'll have it going up and down on every stroke that you hit. Now, is that a chalk line? Yeah, well, kind of like a chalk line. It's just a, the hard string line that you pull. All right. So like if you're laying concrete or something. Sure, yes. Okay. Yeah, my dad was a chalk line apologist. I remember the first time I saw him Ding. do it. I was like, that is so cool. Can I do it? Like, no. <laughs> no, you, you got to snap it right. right. You can hold one in. I, I did that plenty. Mm -hmm. What what old school thing do you still use? Owner do. 206-803-ROCK. Do you ever line any ball fields? Yes. No. Yeah. All the time. Oh, Stay man, that, that could be a disaster, though. I mean, it can be. That's the same thing, right? You put the little stake in behind uh, home plate, draw that string down to first base, but, like, you need somebody to help you stand there. You got so how many slow. times did you do it? Also, too, you'll sometimes dump half the bag out in one little pile. And you're like, ah! <laughs> right? right, and generally, like, it was either somebody I knew or, like, my brother helping be an assistant coach. So, I mean, I lined a lot of fields. So, Miles was right. When you're, like, 10, 11, trying to help out, like, it, it, it's a mess. You're a not lot. helping. You're well, just there. you're trying, but I can't. Ex and nowadays, like especially in the major leagues, they just like lay down a block, it goes down. Right. But yeah, when you're a kid, like I, I screwed it up countless times, <laughs> and then you yeah. you try to brush away that pile of like basically powdered sugar, but yeah. you can't. Yep. <laughs> Hello, Marissa. Welcome to the men's room. Hola. Hola. <laughs> um. So I'm an elementary teacher, and something that I've never given up is encyclopedias. Oh, all right. What is the what is the most recent? Um, well, we just did um, animal research projects, and they had to go find their animal and figure out what they could about it. And of course, Google comes into factor after the fact. But I make them find like what letter does your animal start with? Where do you search that? How do you figure it out? That's a good skill, actually, to teach because right, inevitably they're going to go to Google. But it is nice to start with an encyclopedia. Also, also you, when it comes to just where did you get this information? So citing your sources. That right. was always a very exactly. Google. Yeah, but when you go to Google, right. like you're not saying what website you went to to cite it. Exactly. Yeah, with an, when, you, when you do stuff like that, when you're using books, you always reference the book, reference, you know. Yeah, the all that stuff. So how, how yeah. recent are your most recent encyclopedias? What year? So I actually have, well, I come from a long line of teachers. So I have an old school set that is in my classroom from like, probably 30 years ago. Is it Britannica and or a world book? A uh, world book. Okay. Those were expensive. Um, That's then, why we never had them. <laughs> I know. And then I actually just splurged and bought myself a new set of world book encyclopedias for the classroom <clears throat> like two years ago. How much was that? A couple grand? Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to know. Was it <laughs> more than a teacher salary? Was it more than that? <laughs> We're looking close to that, yeah. Okay, yeah. Wow. I remember it was two grand so, back in the day. So how many how many encyclopedias are in your home versus how many you have in the classroom? Oh, don't ask a teacher how many books she has. Yeah. So it's a ridiculous amount, that, well, which is good. Do the kids I prefer like that a teacher has lots of books. I feel a little better about that person. But, yeah, to Ted's point, do the kids enjoy using the encyclopedias? Honestly, I think most of them do because they get to go find it, like, in person first and yeah. then reaffirm it online. Okay, yeah. Here's a fun one for you. When my neighbor, same age as me, one of my best friends, when he was in high school, his parents decided to get him the Encyclopedia Britannica, I believe it was. Mm -hmm. 
And the way that they uh-huh. did it was was that you got one book a month because that's what you could afford to buy. Okay. So if the book was $30 every month, you got in chronological order, you got the next book. By the time we graduated, he still hadn't gotten all the books. Oh, damn. So they had to, I mean, eventually they maybe finished the set, but you didn't have, you, you well, didn't. didn't you, I thought when they used to come around door to door, they would like give you one letter or something. They would. And then they tried while. to get you to buy it. But like, I was a, like, I feel like we only had like one of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's not unusual. And then by the time we bought a used set at a yard sale, like a lot of the stuff was really outdated. That, that's the yeah. problem. One day we'll yeah. get on the moon. That's what, uh, Marissa, one quick note. Uh, what grade do you teach? Uh, first. first. First grade. There you wow. go. And then is that at a first grade reading level, those books? Um, we got to help a little bit. But yeah, no, some of them can figure it out and they help each other. Okay. Right, I just remember Mike, Mary, and Jane. I don't even think I could read a book that didn't have pictures Mike, in it. Jane. That was how we learned to read. The hell is Mike Mary James? Was it, a story? it was the educational book that we learned to be able to read in first grade. Huh. So that was that was, that was the, the, the reading. Uh, I may tool. have too. I just I don't, I don't remember Mike, yeah. Mary, and Jane. Because those were the books that we had. Were they like? See, Mike Run. Mike Run's fast. Yes. Okay, I do remember those. Okay, that's who they were. Yeah. Wow. God. Yeah. That's old. What old school thing do you still use, own, or do? 206-803-RUN. I just Googled Mike, Mary, and Jane. Got a lot of weed stuff. Oh, cool. (laughs) Mary Jane. Little Rick James. Hello, yummy. Welcome to the men's room. Hey, what's up? Hola. Hola. So, I still use a percolator. You do? You mean for your coffee? Well, it's time. Yeah. So does my grandmother. Coffee. And we take it on vacation with us. Well, once you know how to do it, you know it's got a, it's got a steel, uh, basically yeah. trap in it, so that you never really need a filter. Typically, and that's here's another it's thing: the best coffee. It is very good coffee. It's almost the equivalent, in my mind, of a French press, but it's a little bit more rich. And my grandmother uses eight o'clock coffee, which used to be the I old, remember that yeah. old A and P coffee, or she have like chock full of nuts or whatever. Like it's always like this old school coffee, so it has this real old school coffee taste to it when you do it that way. How many years have you been using this percolator? Um. Well, my parents used one. I'm so probably over fifty years have I used one. Okay, and uh, how many have you owned? Oh, also, can I can I say something? It's not it's not um, Mike and Jane. It's Dick and Jane. Yeah. Oh yeah, Dick and Mary. Jane. Dick and Jane. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, my book, the book that I read was called Mike Mary. It sounds like she's being funny, but that is honestly, yeah. yeah. It was now Dick is this is this a plug-in unit? Yeah. The percolator. Yeah, you plug it in. Yep. You know. Uh, plug it in just like they did, you know, on like in the movies. When we were in, uh, well, you know what, we, and nowhere else. But you got to remember, we even if you're making tea or whatever. Oh, uh, all right, yeah. I know what she's talking about now. There's not a lot of uh, yeah. there's not a lot of microwaves in Europe. Pot, mm-hmm. you plug it in, and yeah. <laughs> so they have a they have, the pot that we used was a hot water a plug in kettle. Yeah, all right. So everyone has that. They don't heat anything in a right. microwave. They, you know, all their water comes from this just little pitcher that everyone has. Mm-hmm. And you plug the damn thing in. And if you want to make your coffee, if you want to make whatever, it's just like you have hot water available. That's one thing. I don't. We have a microwave now. We did not buy it for food. We bought it for some art project for my dog. Whatever the hell. I don't use it. It's not in the kitchen. It's down in the basement. Other than microwave popcorn, because microwave popcorn is ridiculously delicious. But otherwise, like our old school thing is, now we're gonna cook. And what mm-hmm. I like is, you know, just with the kids, with the microwave, it's just too easy. They just grab stuff, they do it. Now, like, if they're hungry, they know they're going to wait 10, 15 minutes, but it's no one's in a hurry. And then people talk more because they're all just kind of in yeah. the kitchen waiting for food. So it's been a good thing most of the time. 
And then sometimes my daughter is never quiet. It's like, we need the microwave. I mean, I've had one now for three months, and I definitely use it, but I don't use it nearly as much as I thought I would. Yeah, that's exactly it. And I'm okay, but I don't miss it. Hello, Tom. Welcome to the men's room. Hola, men. Hola, Tom. You guys are going to love this one. I have a 40-year-old chef's knife that just got ruined by my latest knife sharpening guy. Oh. Are you kidding? Killed, killed me. I got it when I was 18. A J.A. Henkel's 8-inch chef knife. Used it for 40 years. Just took it into this new guy to sharpen it. And now my knuckles hit because he took off too much meat. Oh, damn, man. Huh. So now I got Boy, to get he, a new re- one. he really grinded the hell out of that. Well, I should have known because it was this guy over in Mill Creek that they actually make their own knives. It's kind of like the Forged and Fire guys on uh, on Discovery Channel or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So I, I should have known they were going to take off too much. My my good guy moved to Montana during COVID. He was keeping the knife sharp for me, but I knew you guys would appreciate that. Once, 40 years I had that knife. So did you sharpen once a year? Is that t- typically the... Uh, well, I know well, if you're well, a chef, chef, you do it more, but... Well, once a year, always before Thanksgiving. Yep. Okay. Uh, that's right. probably the best time to sharpen yep. it. And did you cook so now, professionally, or is this just your home knife? Uh, I used to in a previous life. Okay. <laughs> I'm right there with you, brother. Yeah, I completely understand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And knives aren't cheap, man. Good quality knives are not I cheap. don't know what the deal is, man, but I got these Japanese knives. I only buy a knife at a time. Yeah. But they, they, they kick ass. I know. I can't think of the company, but I know exactly the ones you're talking about, and they are really, really good knives. Benihana? <laughs> They're not Benihana. No, no. <laughs> They're what uh, what old school thing do you still use? <laughs> Owner do two oh six eight oh three run. Knives are tough too. It's like I I mean even up until a few months ago or a year ago they're just simple mistakes. Like I would make all the time. I wouldn't give it two thoughts. Just throw them in the dishwasher, right? And just stuff like that. And it's like yeah, you got to You got to just clean them by hand and this and that and um, sharpen them. I'm a stickler mm-hmm. for that. So we have the regular knife block that everyone uses in the house. Then I have one particular chef's knife that I pretty much use for everything. So I don't even like seeing other people use it. It's like, no, no, no. That's my knife. Use one of the other ones. Cheap ass. Hello, Russell. Welcome to the men's room. Hola. Hola. Uh, Long-time listener, first-time caller. Welcome to the show, man. Yeah. Uh, So I got about, like, $2,000 probably worth of uh, old video games. Like old all the way back to Atari and television? Or... They go back about as far as a um, Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis, right. about then. You know, we've been getting a lot yeah. of text today, man. People that enjoyed the old video game consoles seem to be exceptionally loyal to them. I'm assuming there's a Pong out there still or two. I'm sure there is somewhere. Mm-hmm. There's also an Atari yeah. 5200, which kicked mm-hmm. ass, but I, I don't, you're never going to find one of those. We had a few people that texted them. They've got them. They're not going to really? let them go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe two or three texts Damn. through the course of the show. So how many video games does that equal? It's funny, uh, me and my girlfriend, we actually just sat down and counted them. She said the library is 1,000. Uh, I think we we're right around 700. Okay. Physical about- games, though, so that's kind of neat. And how often do you actually play them? Oh, I got them all hooked up. So I just take one off the shelf, pop it up, and it goes on my big fancy TV and stuff. It's pretty sweet. That is cool. Do you play any of the modern video games, or are you pretty loyal to the old school ones? Well, yeah. No, I got... A whole room set up for all sorts of stuff. Okay. And are they all played, or do you have a couple of duplicates where you, you bought them and they were not open and you just kept them in their packaging? Uh, I don't go that far. Most of the time, it's like I buy something I want to play, you know? Yep, yep, okay. What's your favorite old school game? Is, is there anything out there that's like, 
you didn't realize like like Zenon or Dig Dug or it, just weird ones where you're like, oh man, I forgot this thing rocks. Um, well, I guess it depends which one, which console or something we're talking about. I've always been a fan of Miss Pac-Man and stuff. But yeah, me too. What is it about yeah, Miss Pac-Man? Miss Pac-Man everybody. kicks ass and Donkey Kong. I mean, well, what's the difference between Pac-Man and Miss Pac-Man other than she's well, she little boobs? They, they, they change uh, the, the actual the, the grid a, a few times. So you start in... Say uh, Miss Pac-Man, then you get you get a blue screen that has a pretzel and a red apple. And then you, you know, you, they, they so not they, much. They change the grids, and it gets faster. <laughs> and the ghost, they they once you eat something, one of the little thingies, they 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 don't uh, stay eatable as long. Edible, edible, eatable. Ed eatable. I'm just not like my wife, insane about Miss oh, Pac. People love you, it. crazy about Miss Pac. I just I never got it. Like it's fine, just wasn't my game. I'm just a sexist. That, that's totally what you're dealing with. Yeah, yeah, it's like I play regular Pac-Man. Man-Man. Man-Pac. Man-Man. Taryn Daly's on the way. We're going to sit and spin. We've got the 10 most hated songs in rock. And your email's coming up next for the men's room at KISW.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey. 